Okay, so let's recap. We're coming back from Jonah 3. Do you guys remember anything about Jonah 3 we talked about last time? It's been a little while. All right, perfect. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> okay, so remember when God told Jonah, hey, you need to go to Nineveh and preach to them that uh, what God's going to do within 40 days, basically. And Jonah was like, no, I kind of don't want to do that. I'm going to do my own thing. Do you guys remember that? So what happened after he tried to do his own thing? He ran on a boat, tried to go away, and then what? He got swallowed by a fish. And in chapter 2, we learned how he prayed to God in thanksgiving that he saved him from that, right? So in chapter 3, which, we're going, which we went last time, he basically went through the town, the big, large city of Nineveh. I remember it took him like barely a day to get in there, and he's preaching to them, hey, you need to follow in Christ, you need to go with God, otherwise, in 40 days, it's going to be turned over. And so they repented, they believed, even the king threw a decree that they need to turn away from their violent ways and need to repent and turn to Christ, or turn to God, but Christ too at that moment, right? So now we're at chapter 4, and it kind of gets to a weird twist. So I'm going to read you the scripture. This is a little long, so bear with me. And it's basically this, chapter 4, verse 1. But it greatly displeased Jonah, and he became angry. Then he prayed to the Lord and said, Please, Lord, was this not what I said when I was still in my own country? Therefore, in anticipation of this, I fled to Tarshish. I said that right. Since I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abundant mercy, and one who relents of disaster. So now, Lord, please take my life from me, for death is better than my life. Uh, but the Lord said, Do you have a good reason to be angry? And so when God asks you a question, it's pretty, pretty intense, right? So then Jonah left the city and sat down east of it, so he's, he's there, and he made a shelter for himself and sat under the shade until he could see what could happen in the city. So the Lord, so the Lord God designated a plant and it grew over Jonah to be a shade over his head uh, to relieve him of his discomfort. And Jonah was overjoyed about the plant, but God des- designated a worm when dawn came the next day and attacked the plant, and the plant withered. And when the sun came up, God designated a scorching east wind, and the sun beat down on Jonah's head so that he became faint and begged with all his soul to die, saying, death is better to me than life. But then God asked Jonah, do you have a good reason to be angry about the plant? And as he said, I have a good reason to be angry, even to the point of death. And we'll get into that. Then the Lord said, you have compassion on the plant for which you did not work and which you did not cause to grow, which came up overnight and then perished overnight. So should I not also have compassion on Nineveh, the great city which there are more than 120,000 people who do not know the difference between their right hand and their left hand as well as many animals? So a lot read to y'all. I know it's a lot, but we're going to break it up just a little bit. So in the first verse, it said, but it greatly displeased Jonah and he became angry. Why was Jonah angry about him going in there and people believing in God and trusting and repenting? Do you know why Jonah was angry? Any idea? Kind of a weird thing, you know, God's work was done, he listened to God, everything's good, but now Jonah's angry. Yes. <laughs> no, any idea? Nothing at all, okay. So, what's up? It was Matthew, he's talking, he's ready. <laughs> See? So, let me read you a little bit of commentary on this part. So, Jonah is now mad at God's decision to have mercy for the non-Israelites or the Gentiles. Because remember, Jonah, he's a Jew, Okay, and he thought, you know, God, I, there's nothing we can do with them. They're Gentiles. When you can't save them, right? And God's like, I will have mercy on all those. Okay, 
And Jonah's like, well, that's not what I said. You ever get in that situation where you think your idea and your decisions are better than God's? You guys ever done that? You think, well, I know what's right and what's wrong. God doesn't, but I do. You ever been in that? No? Okay, well, I guess I'm the only one. (laughs) Man. So basically... That's the thing that happens with Jonah. He's now mad at God's decision for what he's done. He's like, why did you have mercy for these people? They're Gentiles. I don't know why you made me go out there and do all this. And he complains to God in this prayer. So when he prays to God, he complains to him about that God's behavior does not conform to his beliefs. Now, how weird is that? Why would, God, like, why would he want God to conform to his beliefs, right? Kind of weird. He's kind of thinking he's higher above right now with this thought process. Not a, not a good thing with God. And um, so the words, so in the second verse I'm going to read you, he says, then he prayed to the Lord and said, please, Lord, was this not what I said when I was still in my own country? So the words, what I said, what does that mean? You have an idea? Anything? Think about it? Okay, that's okay. So it literally means my word, which Jonah tries to counter God's word because he's saying, well, what I said was this, right? He's trying to say, this is what I said, this is what I think which he tries to counter with God, you know, God's word, and Jonah claims by saying what I said, that he is right and God is wrong. So that's already a dangerous part when you say, I'm right and you're wrong, God, right? That does never, ever go well, <laughs> as you can see. So Jonah feels that he can no longer represent God, and he prays for death. He's like, I can't represent this guy. He's not listening to me over my dead body. I'd rather be dead than deal with this. You know, <laughs> how strenuous and terrible it would be for that. So he asked for that because it was a reaction to God's grace for these people of Nineveh. So, of course, God, how he teaches and has mercy for all of us and grace, he goes in there. Then he left the city, right, and he made a shelter for himself and sat under the shade, okay? And so God designated a plant to come up and grow around him to give him shade from the sun. And, you know, do you think he was happy about that? You don't think Jonah was happy that he had a little shade? I would. I would. Actually, he was overjoyed about the plant. This plant that came out of nowhere, God provided, he was like, wow, I'm really excited that this plant is providing shade for me. How awesome is that? Okay? But as soon as it came up to shade him, immediately the next day, a worm came and withered it down. Then a scorching wind came, and the sun's beating down on him, and he's fainting. Okay? And he begs with all of his soul to die, saying, death is better to me than life. Now, and this is where God comes in. He says, do you have a good reason to be angry? So... Does he have a good reason to be angry about the plant? Okay, the plant came, protected him, and then was gone. He had no control over it, it just happened and gone. So do you think he had the right to be angry about it? Yeah, I don't think so. That's like us trying to justify our anger, right? Can we, do we have the right to be angry about certain things that God does? I don't know. It depends. So let me go into some little more words there. So Jonah goes to the east. Wait outside what happened, right? He's waiting out there. He's watching the city after he went in there and preached that to them, what God told him to preach, okay? And now he was overjoyed that the sun wasn't beating down on his head as he was waiting there. But the next day, of course, God designated a worm to kill the plant, wither it away, and God allowed a scorching wind to hit Jonah. So now Jonah's getting all this, and the sun to beat down on him, and Jonah begged that death is better to me than life. So now he's, he's wallowing in his own self, not deal, not liking it. But then God showed Jonah that if he can have compassion for this plant, because remember we read in the scripture right here, okay, um, I have good reason to be angry and to point death. And the Lord said, you had compassion on this plant for which you did not work 
and which you do not cause to grow. So he didn't do anything about it. He had nothing to part with it, which came up overnight and then perished overnight. Should I not also have compassion on Nineveh? Right? So God's saying, if you have compassion for this, why shouldn't I have compassion for the people of Nineveh who don't know from their left hand and right hand? And basically he's talking about the Gentiles, okay, in that sense, where he was a Jew saying, no, I, I only stick with the Jews and the Israelites, in that sense. So God showed Jonah that if you have compassion for this plant, then why can't he have compassion for the people of Nineveh? And ultimately, Jonah thought he was in the right and knew better that God should have mercy on those who were Gentiles or non-Israelites. And you tell God what to do, that doesn't go well, right? We know that. But God shows that he has mercy for all his creation. And there's a verse I'm going to read y'all. I only have one this time. I only have one verse. And it's Psalms 145.9. It says, The Lord is good to all, and his mercies are over all his work. So he has compassion for all of us, right? And so God knew the Israelites had an advantage due to God guiding them how they should live. You remember he talked about that, be holy as I am holy, you know, set apart from that. But the Gentiles didn't have that, exactly. And they didn't know the difference between their right hand and their left hand as well as the animals. So he had mercy, he had grace for them, just like he has mercy and grace for all of us all the time, you know? What a joy we have in God to do that for us. And so that's basically what I was going through with the book of chapter four of Jonah, that our decisions, the ways we think, our beliefs, don't always, will never trump what God has believed and what he decides, right? His ways are always right, but he also has mercy for all of us too, okay? Hopefully that's not too much for you. I threw a lot at you, I know. Uh, hopefully if you have any questions afterwards, please come ask us, okay? Because it's a lot. But I thank you guys for coming up today. Thank you all for coming up today. It's really cool to see you all today. And uh, we'll get started on some worship, all right? So let me go a quick prayer and we'll go. Um, God, thank you so much for this time to just trust in you and just know that the scripture is true, that we can trust in the authority of scripture and know that even those situations we've been in where Jonah has, thinking we're right and God's wrong, you know, our ways are always that way where we think we can just do what we want and, and our knowledge is better. And we know by the scripture we are, we are nothing in that sense, that we want to trust in God because he does know everything. He has wisdom and knowledge and we're so grateful for that. Because I don't want to trust in myself. <laughs> uh, I'm not good at that. And uh, so, Lord, we just thank you for providing us that word, providing us that truth that we can rely on daily and to strive for that. And we thank you and praise you. And it's in your name we pray, amen.